the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Thursday to you. It is 18 January 2024. Uh, we are now well into this. God, is it already the 18th? The, the uh, second half of the first month of the year. My name is George Brockler. This happens to be a show that's named after me. It's called The George Show on 710 KNUS. Uh, weather, if you weren't paying attention, remarkably different than just a couple days ago when it was foggy, windy, chilly, high of 45 degrees, low of 3 which is actually higher than the high from a couple days ago. But enjoy it today. If you didn't get a chance, like I didn't get a chance, because I'm on the show, to shovel before the sun dipped over the house the last couple days. This is your last best chance for a couple days, because we're going to hit 45. Then we drop down to 30, climb up to 43, 48. But again, the number's irrelevant. Uh, They have us at the high 40s or 50 for Sunday through Wednesday, but nobody really believes them at this point. Uh, lots of stuff going on in the news. Uh, we're going to get to all of that stuff. Uh, Billy, anything exciting yesterday? Did you have trivia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did the trivia thing last night, which was good. It was uh, was out at uh, the dry dock, uh, which is good. It's a great it's a great group and uh, smaller January bar crowds are smaller. At least I've been in well, there. Yeah. Is it still dry January? Uh, uh, not at the bar. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I just wonder if that keeps some people from yeah. walking in because they well, know yeah. when they go in, it's a place that exists to make it a wet January. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I think that's part of it. But it was it was a nice crowd, and um, I had a really really wonderful woman that uh, came over during part of it and just complimented music and some other things about it. It was just really sweet. And then um, she and I, I kind of shared some things with her about music. And she went, okay, I've got a question for you. So uh, we exchanged email addresses, and she wants to know, she has a theory that some of these songs are related, that one song led to inspiration of another song of another, and I've got a list. And so I'm going to go research that, and she and I are going to talk a little bit. But um, R- Related yeah. how? Like uh, a conspiracy? That, uh, no, that, that this song inspired the artist to then write this song, kind of a thing. That, oh, I was listening to The Beatles' Can't Buy Me Love, and then I wrote this song. Um, it's almost like, oh, um, I got it. yeah, the classic. Okay, here's a, here's a great one that I always love, and I think it's a, it's a really good reason to go back and to listen to this classic Pearl Jam song, uh, the song Even Flow. In the yeah, middle, I've heard of it. Yep, in Pretty the middle, big. that uh, that guitar solo, that's Jeff Ament trying to ape um, Stevie Ray Vaughan. He admits it. He's like, yeah, really? yeah. He goes, I'm trying to channel Stevie. He goes, I suck. He goes, I'm awful. He said, but the the guitar solo in Evenflow is specifically inspired by Stevie Ray Vaughan's playing. He goes, I never achieved that, but that's who I'm, you know, that, that's who I'm channeling at that instant. So there's certain things like that that I think are kind of cool. So that, that kind of a thing. So we were talking because uh, she was floored that I did, uh, I get to reach back deep into some, uh, some artists that if you know them. Oh man, uh, I'm glad it wasn't a body part. I didn't know <laughs> no, where you were yeah. going there. No, no, no. One of the uh, one of the songs was about. Or one of the questions was about. Oh, it's a, it's a series of artists, 
And it's like all of these artists except this one died at the age of, I think it was 84. And the odd one out is Pablo Picasso. Now, many people, many, many, many people forget that uh, uh, David Bowie has a song in his catalog called Pablo Picasso. Really? So, yeah, so I was able to pull that out. And, of course, there was one dude in the bar that got it. And he came in and he's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. He goes, dude. And so he gave me the fist bump. I'm like, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> He's like, how did you? I'm like, trust me. And so, yeah, it was kind of cool. Because, again, Bowie does not really mention that Pablo, it's not, it's not overt. It's, you got to know the catalog in order to know that song. So, yeah. yeah. There, there were a couple of those. Oh, also, um, talked about a breakfast cereal. This is kind of a fun one to reach back into. Uh, breakfast cereal, beloved in the 1990s, discontinued in 2018, brought back in 2022 because of the... The, the people that are now adults going, I want my cereal. Um, Count and, Chocula. Uh, no, Waffle Crisp. No, made that up. Yeah, what? Waffle, Waffle Crisp came back. And so that gave me a great excuse to play Joe Walsh's Waffle Stomp, which is an unusual. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is, again, un- somewhat unusual. But if you know Joe and you know, you know what he was doing in that era, it's immediately recognizable. So it's one of those things that I was able to kind of reach back and go, here's, here's kind of a little gem. And I had a couple of people last night go, the music's really cool because I play some stuff that, yeah, you're going to know, but then I'm going to play some stuff that you're going to go, oh, wow, I haven't heard this in a long time. And then I'm also going to reach fairly new. Um, I actually got to play uh, – there was a question about Baltimore, and one of my favorite bands out of Baltimore is All Time Low. So I took the excuse to play their recent song, Monsters. Now, granted, that song's only like five years old, so it's not a, it's not a callback, but, you know, again – so it's kind of nice. I was able to go really, really deep in some music libraries and then some really new stuff. In in honor of that, yeah. because it's the trivia thing, this day in history, bum, 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 Uh-oh. 1980, Uh-oh. Yeah. special double album hits number one on this day in 1980. Double Tell album. me if you need more hit. I mean, more hints. <laughs> double, oh, wait, a double album. Double album. What's the, now, what's, it hits number one on which chart? Doesn't say. That's oh. the problem with this website. Hits oh. number one. I'm gonna give you Probably the band. Billboard. You, okay. you tell me the. Uh, you tell me. Oh, the actually, album. And here, um, what's the album? Do you have the album title? Yeah. Or is that which one? Yeah. Give me either the band or the title. You tell me which one, and you. That get it. doesn't matter. I can guess either one, and I'm probably going to get it wrong because I'm trying to think. Double album. I da- you are not going to get this wrong. Eh, in maybe. fact, the listeners wouldn't get this one yeah. wrong. Oh, good. Double wait. The double. wall. Oh, the wall in eighty. Oh gosh, that's yeah. right. Can double. you believe it? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Pink Floyd's The Wall hits number one, the double wow. album. That's pretty awesome. 1974, Jeez. this awesome TV show that I grew up loving and even had the associated toys with it uh, premiered on ABC. 74? Yep, it had God. a dollar amount in it. A, wait, a dollar amount? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That I don't know. No, you got me on that one. This is not a good I'll give you me. the number. You tell me the rest. And the actor. Oh, oh no. <laughs> six, six million. Oh, six million dollar man, Lee Majors. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, did you have the doll? Uh, I did have the doll. Oh. I had the doll. In fact, That's I awesome. even had, he had this uh, opponent, yeah. a guy that was also a robot j- played by John Saxon. I had that guy too, where the no. face came off and oh. all that stuff. And Oh, I was so oh, jealous. Yeah. Oh, there's a kid in the oh, neighborhood man. that had the face. Off. Oh, that he was the, I, he was the yeah. hero. Oh, I'm so jealous. The, the Lee Majors doll, which I wish yeah. I had now, is probably worth a trillion dollars. But oh, yeah. it had the little bionic eye thing where yes. it was just really just a, 
a hole in his head that you could yeah. look behind his head yeah. and look out, and it sort of magnified things. Yeah, it was a little a bit weird, of a fish sort eye. Of blurry yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like exactly. <laughs> it was like a, it was like yeah, a fish that's eye. All it was. <laughs> and he had the red Eastern European yes. jumpsuit. You Love know, that, that sort of <laughs> yes, that are popular. The, that was popular in the seventies and with dictators. That's basically it. it, it that's like, that's right. Yeah. So I'm screwing around oh, on TV uh, the other day, getting ready to oh, head out, goodness. and I've never clicked on on this. I have a, a Fire TV yeah. because one, they're big and cheap, and that, yeah. that's just like me. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful. And so uh, I there's a live TV button. You can I've never clicked it. Yeah. I'm like oh. I don't what live TV because yeah. you know Xfinity. Are, yeah. So I click on it, and there's a ton of channels there, and yeah. no joke, there is one. I don't know what station oh. it was was playing back to back to back, six million dollar man. Oh. So I click on this thing, and you My know whole, I watched it yeah. for a couple minutes, but I realized again why I loved it as a kid. It was it, you can yes. I don't even have to tell you which episode. You know every scene, and that is something happens bad and it all goes slow-mo and then yes. it's like, this one had lindsey wagner as oh the bionic gosh, woman yes, in it woman. oh yeah oh, she had the great. super hearing that, that, that was a great that, crossover that for the for the era that's a great crossover wonderful yeah oh wonderful i love that it and was he, anyway yeah. so and he had the weird rubber skin that you'd pull down to put the bionics into his arm and leg and... oh on the toy yes, yes on the toy. yeah you could see the little computer yes, thing on there so oh. cool Oh. It was the bomb. They just don't make yeah. toys quite like that anymore. No. There's cool. But don't get me wrong. There's cool stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. Jeff just finished up a video game called Red Dead Redemption oh, 2. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Red it, Dead's amazing. I, wow. He's like, Dad, Dad, you got to play this thing. Yeah. It's so cool. It's yeah. a 55-hour game. I was able to do it in 40 or something like oh, that nice. or 50. And I go, hang on, hang on. <laughs> You played video games for 50 hours? <laughs> he just stares at me with a smile on his face. I'm like... Wow, uh, you know, <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder if but I it can was, find it, this. It yeah. looks like a a little movie that you're playing in yes. this thing. Yes, it does. If I could work the controls like you and your kids do, yeah. I, I would probably play it because I love the Western thing too. But there's really no chance I would be killed oh, by a pine cone. Oh, it's unbelievable! Or, or my horse. On I, that I have thing. I have played a little bit of Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. I probably have 13, 14 hours in, so I'm really <sighs> still a newbie. Uh, it is fantastic. And one of the things that is wonderful about it is there is a narrative, but there are all these side quests. And so if you're yes. like, if you're That's like, right. I want to do this for a while, and then I'm going to come back to the narrative. That is what's so wonderful about it. It is absolutely fantastic. Right now, I'm trying to figure out. You're talking about how many hours uh, your son has in it. I'm, oh, I can't find it. Uh, I've got an app for the game that my uh, boys and I play all the time, and somewhere in here, it tells me the total number of hours no, I have wasted. No. And no. this game's been out for almost a decade, so it is rather oh. scary. Oh, yeah, you can imagine. you got to sit imagine. down and do the math. Yeah. Like, how many days have you? <laughs> oh, it is. And, and by the way, sleepless <laughs> yeah. days, like 24 oh, yeah. hours yeah. a night. It is, day. it is days and days. I'll see if I can find it. But um, I know that my number of hours is over 1,000. So, yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, I I've know. done the math on that. That's a happy. lot of that's a lot of days. Yeah, and it's made me happy. In fact, um, while Spencer was home over the holiday, um, we tried to get through um, a couple of difficult parts. Um, it's a three it's a three member activity. Um, I'm just going to say that uh, one member of the team uh, was a drag on everybody else and was oh, severely hampering what the rest of the group was doing and making some bad choices. Uh, was it point, you? <laughs> uh, to the point that, uh, that, that Spencer <laughs> may have had to say, 
dad. Now, don't get mad at me, but are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. So sorry. It was one of those. Yes. No, no. I was, I was the albatross. I, I, was, I was a huge albatross. I just functionally, I was rather inept. And that is, and that is what I am. And I appreciate that, that they, that they drag me in and they do this with me. And then I, I play with them. And I'm like, wow. There are times in which I roll through parts of the game going, I'm okay. I never think that I'm great, but I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I I'm play surviving. with, yeah, then I play with them and I'm like, I am awful. I am really <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy the, this, but wow, I'm bad. These kids are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, they have an, a modern version of the Atari 2600, I think I'd mentioned yes. it before. And yeah. we got that thing for uh, Christmas. Santa got that. And it's got all the old school games yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Like, if you give me a joystick and one red button, yep. oh, I yeah. can do stuff. Yeah, yeah. In the Intellivision control that was still cord bound to the to yeah. the device, I can even maneuver that. And there was like four buttons and a disc. Like I can do yeah, that. that disc thing These cool. modern ones, Billy, I don't. There are so many moving pieces on oh, just are. the controller. Like I'm pressing buttons, and really, what I should be doing is stabbing something. Yes. Instead, I'm doing some kind of a jump kick. <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, you can't. You know, I can't make <laughs> oh, that yeah. happen. Yeah, that's that is one of the problems. And when I switched from the game we normally play, Destiny, into Red Dead Redemption, that is one of the problems I have. For the first, like, two hours, I, I keep doing the wrong thing. I mean, it's a point in which you're supposed to, you know, it's like you're, you're supposed to shoot the bad guy, and instead I want to hug him. I mean, there's, I, I just push the yeah, wrong buttons yeah, right, over right, and over, right. yeah. And it's like, you need to shoot the bad guy, I shoot the horse. I just, I mean, it's like, yeah. no. I'm, I'm the yeah. guy on the screen doing a series of inexplicable somersaults. <laughs> yes, You know what exactly. I mean? Just across no the, like, yeah. people are like, I don't know yeah. which button this is. Yeah. And, like, and, the, and the boys are telling me, Dad, press X. Yeah. Press, I'm like, which one is X? Exactly. You know, press B, B, yeah. B. I'm like, I, what is B? What is B? Yes, yeah, as if, and the whole idea is, and I love that about my kids too, is it's like, as if I have looked at the front face (laughs) of the controller and gone, aha, I have committed it to memory. I now know exactly where all those buttons are. They they got the buttons. My my son sometimes go, "Uh, that's square. square." I don't know what one square is. I I know when I have to push for the other stuff, but it doesn't help when you tell me what button to push. I don't know. It doesn't help, though, too, that that fuels this conclusion that is... I think innate in every teenager, yeah. specifically boys, that in that sweet spot of the teen years, yeah. they realize or they believe they are smarter than their parents and so much wiser than their dad. And uh, this helps, I think, confirm for them that's true. Because here I am, I, I look like the chimps at the beginning of 2001 <laughs> A Space Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm walking around with bones and stuff, smashing them around into the ground. And these guys are out there making art in a video oh, game. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you know uh, Mark Crowley just came in and gave us, and I forgot about this, and he's right. The USS Colorado uses an actual Xbox controller to control their periscope. What? Yeah. And, and a lot of times it, there, there are things that have been doing that's that. That's ageist. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is ageist. <laughs> yeah. Like, which one's the fire button? That, that is so cool. It's every- I presume the boat commander is yeah. out there screaming for some teenager. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And here, here's a nice guy in his 40s or 50s screaming out, get yes. me semen. Get me semen. You know, yes, that's, exactly. you can't be do- That's you can't, awkward. That's awkward. That is, yeah. People just don't take that right. That's wrong. They, every time that I feel that I am slipping behind my boys in the video game realm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two you things. Them. No, I, I fire up either FIFA or one of the driving games. You get me into Gran Turismo. Oh, you get that's me into, you. That's your thing. Yeah, you get me into Mario Kart, and now Dad's going to lay the smack down. You get me into that, 
everything changes. And that that's the one where every time I start feeling like, you know, I don't have it yet. You know, I don't have it yet. And then we fire up one of those, and it's like, really, guys, I'm on my third lap, and, you've, and you're only on the first one. How, how oh, does yeah. this happen? Yeah. yeah. Take the uh, e-brake off. Take exactly. the e-brake off, kids. Yeah, there's so many of that. That's uh, the one where I feel better then. Yeah. I, I, I need to spend time that I don't have devoted to that. But in my yeah. mind, what plagues me is you don't even have time to work out, right? Like yeah. you are growing up like uh, what's her name who uh, chewed the gum in Willy Wonka and turned purple. What the not, hell was her name? her name? I got to know her name. She turns because the name refers to what she turns into, sort of. It's kind of there's a callback there. But. I can't, I know Veruca. Yeah, and Veruca, but I and Veruca, can't... Veruca and her last name is. Salt? Yes, Veruca Salt. Yeah, which again, popular, yeah, yeah, I know that popular, one. Popular nineties band. Yeah, yeah. What I don't lead, lead remember is Gavin Rossdale for a while. I think. I'm sorry. I what the heck? Who's the uh, Who's the purple purple girl again? Uh, that's Violet that's Beauregard. Like Violet. Yeah. That's it. Violet, Violet Beauregard. Beauregard. Yep. I'm and blowing the... up like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> I can't kids? imagine sitting down with video games. Yeah, we got We got to go through the other kids then. As long as we've gone down this this rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, yeah. TV Mike. Mike TV. Mike TV. Yep. And Mike TV. And um, yeah, the big Gustav. Augustus. Is it Gustav? Augustus. Gloom. Augustus. Augustus. Gloom. Yeah. I knew there was a Gus in there. Yeah, and then then you get to Charlie. Yeah, and so Mike TV. Yeah, it's it, that. Yeah. Oh, I love. That I've show. been called Mike TV in my youth, <laughs> uh, just based off of how much <laughs> television we watch. But I just can't make that transition. So yeah. the other flip side of this is while those two kids are crushing it on the video stuff. Yeah. Graham really shows no interest in that. Graham is much yeah. more interested in the actual kinetic movement associated yeah. with sports, not the video display of it. But we've been playing a ton of chess. Oh, nice. And, yeah. and for whatever reason, like Connect Four or something like that. And um, Kid's pretty good. I mean, he's not yeah. up right now. There's no chance okay. he's hearing this. So Kid's pretty good. There are times where I feel like he has me on the rope. But once yeah. again, every game, there's that one fatal mistake. Yeah. And, of course, and I've said this before. I'm not going to let them win. No. That's just, it, it's not fair to them, right? No. And they sense it too, by the way. There was one time, <laughs> Grant, recently, I just let myself fall into some stupid mistake. Yeah. And Graham took me early, and I said, hey, congratulations. And he goes, you let me win. Yeah. You let me. I yeah. go, no, I didn't. He no. goes, yeah, I'm not. And so I try to give him a pound. We always yeah. do a pound, win or lose after the game. He goes, I'm not going to give you a pound for that. <laughs> you just let me win. I'm like, I'm glad you think that. But yeah. no, you beat He's like, I'm yeah. not going to be able to play again. <laughs> and then you beat him. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that. that's exactly right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, you that's know, exactly right. Here's the thing for me, and, and I get the idea. And again, I'm in the radio world with you. The idea of lacking uh, the workout and... And the, the body consciousness, anybody that watches the YouTubes can understand oh, yeah. that um, on my end. Um, it's difficult. And, and I do have those moments throughout the day where I get that, that little bit of respite where all the rest of the things I need to do is gone and a little bit of time to myself. And, and I, I sit down and quietly contemplate and go, I can do this over here for my health uh, that's sweaty and hard and, and makes me better and, and it's good for me long term. Or, right. or I can save the universe. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that uh, without the sweaty and the heart. And so when it's like, mm, I can be sore and sweaty and or universe. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, maybe it's just me that I'm just being so altruistic. I just I choose to save the universe. At least that's the story I tell myself so that I don't go and work out and instead play the video games. I'm not saying it's a yeah. good choice. I'm just saying that's that's the story I tell myself to make myself feel better. 
It's a nice yeah, I think that uh, that there's always those excuses when you go north of yeah. 50 and oh, yeah. you start getting I mean, distracted just by between, stuff. Just between you and me, you would not want me to allow the universe to fall into disrepair and be conquered by the aliens. And so, you know, we Honestly, whatever that. you're doing now is mostly good. If you could just <laughs> fix a few of the okay, things. Thank you. Mostly related <laughs> to banking. Yes, you know, exactly. That would, yes. If we could fix that, that would be, be good. Very, yeah. very wonderful be, for a lot of people on this fantastic. particular radio chat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, when uh, when I look at, uh, by the way, last night I had to drive up to a place called Loveland. Who heard of it? Yeah, it's not near. Um, it's not near Douglas County. It's no, actually way no. north of yeah. Douglas County. Surprise. There was a silver lining. A couple silver linings. Yeah. One, I had to go up there because there is a, an annual conference for CSOC. That's the County Sheriffs of Colorado, C-S-O-C, CSOC. And so I had to go up there as part of some other business that um, I work for outside of the radio, and we were meeting with some sheriffs and doing some stuff. And it made me wonder, is this the best time to commit a crime in the rural parts of Colorado? Because oh, most of the command staff is not there. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, um, but I do think it is awesome to see these guys. You know, I've been out of the game. I haven't been the DA since January of 21, and yeah. STEM got over July of that year. So I've kind of been out of it for a bit. But it is just, I don't know, man. These are good men and women. It is oh, just good to run into folks that you used to see out there doing stuff. And um, it was a real pleasure. The other silver lining, though, was before that, Jeff texts me and says, hey, uh, Dad, is there any chance my fencing stuff? Because he's a fencer. And I think I've told the story before because you don't have to run. And uh, he says, hey, I think I left it in the car, in your car. And he doesn't need it till uh, tonight, actually. And I was like, yeah, I'll go check. So I go, look, it's not there. And I'm like, hey, any chance you left it in Trey's car? And it's still there in Fort Collins now since he drove up to CSU. Uh-oh. And I get some emoji, which I believe is oops or something. I don't know what the, the, the emoji is. I'm pooping myself, whatever it is. Yeah, yes. something, yeah something like that. It yes. wasn't that, that little uh, chocolate swirl one, but the other one. Okay, good. Um, and so the good news is where this thing was being held, the CSOC conference, was only about 20 minutes from Trey's dorm. Oh, so no way. I was like, oh, Trey, hey, I'm coming up, buddy, and I'm going to grab this thing. It was a lifesaver oh, on a lot fantastic. of levels. So, Oh, yeah, so I felt oh. really good about that. But the best part was hooking up with these law enforcement folks again. And, uh, you know, ran into, uh, you know, the chief of state patrol and some sheriffs. And the good news is they're all reporting that recruiting – is going better and better for them than it was a couple years ago in the immediate post-George Floyd era. That makes me feel really happy. Um, I do have a question now. After the conversation you had with uh, Chief Acevedo yesterday, um, I was curious if anybody up there at the conference heard it, and if so, did they try to tase you? No, but I don't know. They didn't reference that as much as they said to me, hey, have you heard so-and-so is interested in that job? Or, oh. hey, have you heard whether or not the deputy chief is going to be in that? So oh, okay. for them, it was much more of a, hey, there's a huge vacancy in a yeah. huge department that has impact. I didn't realize this either, but, you know, the way Aurora works and where it's situated, it has a ripple effect on multiple jurisdictions and counties, including, really? you know, it sits in Adams and mostly in Arapaho and a teeny tiny bit in Douglas. But what it does or doesn't do on the roads that run through it impacts other jurisdictions. And I'm not oh, talking Denver. Okay. I'm talking out east, like yeah. Lincoln County and some other places. I didn't realize that until 
um, I'm talking with some of these men and women and they're like, yeah, I mean, who's the chief matters to us in Aurora, even though we don't live there. We're out in rural Colorado. What Aurora does matters to us. I'm like, wow, that's that's a big deal. I, that I is. hadn't even given any thought. I hadn't either. I hadn't even thought about that. But that makes sense because as you talk about, uh, one of the best insights I think you've brought to the uh, table in the show the only. Is, you know, is the idea that um, Denver's crime isn't located just in Denver. That it spills out that the poor law enforcement and approach to crime and punishment inside of Denver has a ripple effect and does impact these other counties around. And I didn't consider that in Aurora looking at the ripples going east because Aurora is the last major population center before the eastern plains. And that would make a hell of a lot of sense that the crime or criminals that are not able to operate in and out of Aurora would then have that ripple effect running out east because, you know, this if this is the, the hub, this would be the place where the home base would be. This is where you'd operate out of. You'd go east, you do the crimes, you come back here. This is the fencing. This is how you move the stuff, whatever you're doing. But, yeah, so uh, a well, lot and, of strong and, enforcement and here hurts. Picture yeah. just I-70. I-70 runs through so many jurisdictions. I mean, it hits Aurora and Denver and Jeffco on the way west. And east, you know, when you're talking about producing uh, marijuana illegally, these illegal cultivation operations, being located within reach of I-70 is a big deal. If you're trucking drugs across the state of Colorado and you're coming down I-70 one way or the other, you know, if... If Jeffco and Denver and Aurora and State Patrol are missing things, they're getting caught out there on the front range. If the front range is missing things, the Plains is missing things coming from the east, Kansas, Nebraska, whatever, and and drugs do get trucked through there, then Aurora and – I mean, these folks have to have – as much of a collaborative symbiotic relationship as they possibly can. I just hadn't really perceived that since – until our conversation with Art and then – Last night, being up there around these sheriffs who were like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, Acevedo's leaving, and it's real important we get a chief. And I'm like, I didn't even think you guys would care. Yeah, I didn't either. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a wonderful It matters to them. I don't think they get a vote, but I thought it was an interesting perspective, especially as we get to the point coming up here less than a year from now. Arapahoe County is going to be split off from the rest of the 18th. It'll be its own 18th. That will add another layer of needed relationships and coordination. It's just this criminal justice thing only gets more complicated. And the criminals, by the way, they're not stupid. They may not care what the borders are, but many of them are aware of it. They may not be able to cite you to what the law is, but they are aware of who gets punished for doing the things that they're doing. I mean, they're smart. They're not dumb. No, and and they do also, and, and I like the idea when you're talking about I-70, they also, with within reason, have to obey the same laws of supply and demand that other businesses do, especially, you know, a smaller operation, not as much, but a larger operation, the large illegal grow, and oddly, uh, Eastern Plains and Southern Colorado is one of the most perfect spots on the entire planet to go the devil's, to grow the devil's lettuce that those illegal operations, it doesn't make any sense to spend the time and gas and effort to truck it miles and miles and miles to the highway. The closer you are to the highway, the better your distribution is. And so all those basic rules of business still do operate inside of you know those illegal operations. They still do have to, if they want to make money, 
they still do have to obey those, just much like we had uh, Sam Carlino in yesterday talking about the mob and how uh, his grandfather was trying to price fix uh, liquor during Prohibition. And uh, a com- competitor came in and undercut him based on price. That, that's basic supply and demand. He was trying to price fix. He was trying to hold the line and trying to collude and didn't. And it was interesting to hear that story that some of the basic rules of uh, business were still operating inside the world of the illegal business. So, yeah, that would totally make sense. Yeah, I did like that interview with uh, Carlino. I'm glad you uh, you set that up. Got some text from people who are <laughs> one guy who we know well yeah. ordered the book during the interview. And then at the end, when Sam goes, hey, if you go to Colorado Carlino yeah. or CarlinoBrothers.com, you can get an autographed copy. And he's like, no. Ah. I'm like, well, just, just cancel the Amazon yes, one, man. Just get to the or or this is or get the Amazon one and then give it to a friend and say I was thinking of you and then it's just yeah, yeah. there it is you know you Good put point. it put it on that shelf and there's going to be that time where you're like oh crap I forgot about aha the book that's it this is a safety valve for you so you can get two of them and you'll be fine it'll save you someday appreciate it uh, in terms of the other stuff that's going on a week from today. I will be at a place called the Fort Lupton Rec Center. Really? Uh, for really an was. event that be- yeah, for an event that begins. I, I I still can't figure out why I have failed to bring 710 on board with this cool event, but it's going to be the very first forum slash debate for all of the Republican candidates for C D eight. There's oh, wow. three of them, and all of the Republican candidates for C D four, there are eleven of them. And that's going to take place starting at 5 o'clock. They have a great barbecue dinner. I think the thing sold out in 15 seconds. There's yeah. tons of media attention on this thing. But it's going to get underway at 6. We're going to start with CD8 candidates, the three that are in it. And then we're going to move to the 800 that are in CD4. And it's going to be divided up. Uh, Kelly Maher uh, from, well, Republican politics everywhere, 9 News and all that. She and... Uh, Jesse from the Colorado Sun, Jesse Paul, are going to moderate CD8. And then the Big Daddy, the 11 people in CD4, are going to go after that. And Ernest Lunning from Colorado Politics and the Gazette and I are going to moderate that one. It's kind of, in my opinion, it's kind of the first biggest kickoff event for the primary season. I know people have been running for a long time, but everyone's going to be there. I mean, everybody from Deb Flora, who used to, sit in the chair in our studio to Lauren Boebert. I mean, every single candidate's confirmed. Jerry Sonnenberg and Mike Lynch and Holtorf, who we have. I mean, all of those folks are all going to be there. That's different than the ABC New Hampshire debate quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody showed up. You know, (laughs) Billy, if you haven't been following, (laughs) Billy is poking fun because (laughs) the uh, ABC debate, there were two of them scheduled uh, for New Hampshire have both been canceled because, as you know, uh, Donald Trump refuses to go on TV. And I get the argument, and that is, I'm so far ahead, what could I possibly gain by doing this, right? Like, people know me. They know my position. I get that. Well, now Nikki Haley has said, uh, I'm not doing any more of these uh, unless Trump participates. So my next debate will either be with Donald Trump or Joe Biden, which I thought was clever, you know, to put it out that way. Um, but so they canceled it. I guess they don't want to do a debate of just Ron DeSantis, you know, doing 
shadow puppets or something <laughs> exactly. like that with nobody else there. You know who would have shown up anyway is Vivek. Yeah. He oh, would yeah. love yeah. to go. He <laughs> would. He would. He has become Trump's pit bull yes, overnight. He has. Yes, he has. <laughs> Although, did you see that? You know, when they were kind of doing the 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 thing where they're on stage together. I don't know if you saw the clip. And Vivek no. is is kind of endorsing Trump, and Trump is standing behind him. And then huh. there there is that turn. Where Vivek's oh, yeah. turn, yeah, towards <laughs> Trump, right, and I they've got to have some sort of an exchange. And you were like, <laughs> "You both don't know what this." I mean, one, it is obvious they one are not friendly, and two, haven't even thought about this and spent no time together because Vivek goes for the hand thing. The you know, give me the hand, the bro hand, yeah, the bro, thing. Hand. The bro hand, yeah. And Trump looks at him like, "Uh, okay," and then kind of <laughs> yeah, right. goes like this, like he's going in for a hug, and and then Vivek's like, "We're hugging it out," and then Trump was like, "Ooh, this is awkward," because Vivek's arms in the wrong way, and it just. Yeah. Yeah, it it looks like that. Um, it looks like a couple in the middle school dance, and it's after the slow song that the boy wants a hug, and the girl's like, eh, "I don't know about this." Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's like any time. Listen, I I do a lot of bro hugging out on yeah. the campaign trail when I was in oh, office yeah. and, and running for office, and invariably when you do it as much as I do, and again, no hip, right? It's not you can't throw yeah. the hip no, in, unless you really yeah. know the guy. Um, but it, you. Uh, when you turn the same direction they turn with your head, oh, then yeah. it gets weird. You know, and there's no recovery from that no. because you're both trying to dock. And if you yep. go to the right and they go to the right, which, by the way, folks, I recommend everybody go to the right, yeah. you know, then you can do that little, hey, how's it going? But if they go left when you go right, and I mean, yeah, they go to their right, you yep. go to your left. Then it becomes a cheek-to-cheek thing, or your yeah. chin is, you know, coming yeah. across the top yeah. of their and, little head or something. And, it's and just, you know, and you know me because I, I, oh yeah, and I lean into that. You know, if, if that goes wrong, <laughs> I, I take advantage of that way. I literally, I mean, literally, you lean in and we go that way. I will stop. I'll pause for a second. I will look you in the eyes and go, "You have lovely eyes and smell a little of strawberries and sweet cream." <laughs> <laughs> just thank you for not leaning in with your lips. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, oh, is this where we're going? <laughs> yeah, are we doing this? Already, are we, yeah. this is this the or 2024 just, yeah. thing? Or you just quietly mention, are we doing this with tongue or no tongue? <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> and you, you can only ask that question with your eyes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, mm, Maybe yeah. you do a little. <laughs> do a little Ron DeSantis, a little lizard lip thing. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that is uncomfortable. Yeah, that is uh, at now, best. Now, so now you've got eleven. Oh. You have eleven people at that debate. Have you guys? Eleven. Have, yeah. have you guys considered uh, taking inspiration from World Championship Wrestling and just bringing back War Games? Which is a double steel cage Ooh, match. A cage match? Yeah, but it's yeah, double steel great. cage. It's not just steel cage. It is two steel cages what? next to each other. That's that's no, war games. No, yeah, no, that would be do. interesting. Yeah. I don't think you could I don't think you could break it up though, because oh, someone's sure. gonna cry foul like they're on the underbill. Like they're no. the Lindsey Graham of the also rans back from twenty sixteen. No. If you remember yeah. so many legitimate candidates were running that they ran out of room on the stage, and Lindsay yeah. became like the banana queen. Yes, you know I mean, he on did. that other stage with yeah. a bunch of people like named Earl and Charlie and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then there was Senator <laughs> yeah. Lindsey Graham. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> he yeah. was like the he was the JV captain. You yes, know exactly. <laughs> he's like he's up on stage with some guy that's wearing like you know a a box wine as a hat. <laughs> They're like, here's a Commodore Ambassador yeah. Willie Pence is here with uh, so, Lindsey Graham. Yes. If we were to divide up the uh, the candidates for CD four. Or someone would feel slighted. Yes. I mean, like anybody not on the stage with yeah. Lauren yeah. would be like, "Oh, oh yeah. what?" You now, know, so if if I was yeah. going to, and again, I, this is not this is an inelegant solution. I just think the idea of managing eleven people on single topics um, is a lot like herding cats. 
Uh, so again, oh, yeah. if I if I was going yeah. to, um, I would either divest into two different nights where it is a a uh, local Colorado issues and then a national international, or I would divide them up into two different teams, <laughs> yeah. a la war games, and I would have half of them over here doing the international debate and the other half yeah. doing the local Colorado and national debate, and then we would switch cages halfway through. And that, <laughs> that's kind of what I would. That's you know only because are I there any. Times. Is, yeah. Are there any weapons in the cages? Like, is there a sort of a grudge match, you know, like a Thunderdome kind yeah. of thing? I, like, I think, five candidate enter, one candidate leave. I think we should put at least two, maybe three weapons in there, because not everybody gets a weapon. I think you have to, you know, like in Hunger Games, if you strike first, you know, there may be an advantage there. It's, but I'm just spitballing. It's just an, I'm just an IED guy, like Vivek. I, mean, I, no I think... I think for the Republicans, because I think the temptation, the inclination yeah. in the modern era will be to find a way to gut each other. Because oh, yeah. otherwise, in a group of 11, man, there's just yeah. not enough to go around. I wonder if we couldn't work on the Republican Party. And maybe this is the definition of the 2024 election cycle. If yeah. we could put them all into an escape room. You know oh, what I mean? And yeah. Get them to try to figure out how to work together yes. to get out of the murder yes. on the Orient Express, you the, know, themed thing. Oh, I, I like where you're going with this because what we do is when we do them, all the puzzles have to do with questions we have. Like, quick, oh, yeah, question yeah, yeah. one, you have a problem with deficits. We have deficit spending. <laughs> if you don't solve it, you can't get the next puzzle. And the final right. puzzle, the final puzzle is immigration. <laughs> That's what you got to figure out. Oh, That's yeah, it. you, you have to solve immigration. Yes, exactly. That's what we need to do. And people that fail at the puzzle, they get locked behind. So we slowly eliminate candidates as well. Uh, this is good, and we can put this on this TV. This could work. This, this could, could work. This is reality TV. Oh, this is so much better than so You know, things. you could actually have a championship round of this and use the leadership from both sides of the house and the senate oh yeah and ha put them in you know what i mean like you your could. but then but then you're gonna have unfortunately some people are gonna come in um and cheat i mean yeah i, I mean i just have to of say course. that in inside of that sort of a realm to expect someone like i don't know i just i'm just randomly i mean this isn't <laughs> this isn't you know suggesting something it's randomly choosing this here we go that maybe someone like a britney Pedersen would remove a syringe from her purse <laughs> and inject something into one of the competitors that's, that's totally off brand for her wanting safe drug injections so maybe that's what she's doing is she says no no safe drug injection slash site. safe injection site yeah and You've then taking this to a new yeah, level exactly and then you know the, the other candidate goes and falls down and she's like ah oh, winner <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Addition by subtraction. <laughs> exactly. Modern yeah. politics at its finest. Yeah, we got to figure out the rules for this. I, there, so I, I would love to know from listeners, and I may bring this up again until Thursday, we're going to have our questions solidified by then. And if you do the math, folks, there aren't going to be a ton of time for questions. I mean, if you gave everybody, what do you give them, 30 seconds uh, for an introduction? I mean, uh. 30 seconds times 11 people you're talking with transition time yeah. like handing the mic or looking around or the clapping or oh, whatever yeah. that crap is you're talking about 13ish minutes yeah, you minimum. know between that yeah. and the can in I fact, clarify the yeah, rule in fact it's going to be 15 it's going to be 15 to 16 minimum because those people aren't going to hit 30 it's seconds true. yeah and that's like, on a, yeah, you're right. That's the other thing is we need a like terrible Terry Tate meets Steve Reams enforcer yeah. yep. at this. And now, it turns out Sheriff Reams can't be there. I've oh. done these before where Sheriff Reams is there. He just stands up and people stop talking because <laughs> yeah. he blocks out the lights and stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when he gets up and people just go eh, that and then they just stop. Yes, it's, it's, it's like in Princess Bride. Where they turn and they say, you better be careful or I'm going to call the goon squad. And then you turn to Andre the Giant and you're like, you are the goon squad. 
<laughs> He's like a one-man goon squad. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's, oh. There was uh, one other, and I'll, I'll advocate for this yeah. with uh, Ernest and Kelly and Jesse, but when I was out in Elbert County, this is now 12-plus years ago yeah. running, and uh, we got the chance to go talk to the Republican Central Committee or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe it was the Assembly. They had a guy that sat in front, and really all he had was like a stopwatch and a button. And when that stopwatch hit, he just hit the button, and he hit the button, and it killed the mic. didn't <laughs> matter where you were. So I went second out of yeah. my primary opponent and I, and she was up there talking. And you could see they give you the 10 seconds, 5 seconds yeah. cards and all that other stuff. And I swear to you, it was like, and that's why... I, Oh my and that you couldn't hear anything else. So I'm like, oh, dude, as soon as I see this guy. Yeah. So I'm eyeballing him. I'm really only talking to him the whole oh, yeah. time in front yeah. of this group because I'm looking for him to Very move smart. that thumb. And as soon as he does, I'm yep. like, George Rockwell for Death Attorney. Yep, exactly. Off the stage. Like, peace. Oh, Stuck the landing. That is smart. Yeah, that's what we need yeah. is that you have 30 seconds. And when 30 seconds are up, even if you coughed through 15 of it, I'm sorry. It's over. And Game the thing, over. thing for me is I would also say um, it is an awful idea to let the candidates introduce themselves. I would introduce them, but that's a really? personal thing. Oh, absolutely. But again, the only the thing for me is I understand why the politics side of it, but I'm talking about the functionality. The functionality of the event, I would sit there and yeah. say, bloop, bloop, and I would have an announcer go through. And, and here, you know, here's the idea is remember this, that it's like the beginning of Family Feud. Steve Harvey goes over and says, hi, welcome, Janet. This is the Smith family. Can I meet your wonderful family? And she's like, hi, this is my child. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Don't care. Uh, just move on. <laughs> I just, it's just, just worthless. I just. This I don't is care. my boyfriend, Travis. Yeah, I do um, not care. Shut I, up. I just feel like for some of these candidates, they're known in the jurisdiction, right? Yeah. They, they just been like Lauren Boebert could probably just say, "Hi, I'm Lauren Boebert," and yeah. everybody knows exactly who she is. Yeah. Some of these folks, people are like, "Who are, have you ever lived here before? Yeah, exactly. I don't know you." Yeah. You know, we now that I look at the clock, we may have set trouble. a new record here. Yeah, we, yeah, so. We're in real trouble. I want to get <laughs> to the Thorpe Report, and then you choose the news. <laughs> But we're just <laughs> look, folks. If you get thoughts on questions to ask these yeah. candidates, send them in. Would you text them in or email them in or something? I really only have until Monday to get some stuff together to go to Ernest with and know the candidates never get to know the questions in advance. So send them along. Hey, listen, we're going to cut away for a break. Come back and do some magic. It's George Brockler on the George with seven ten, KNUS. Foo for you right here on 710 KNUS. George Brocker back with you, giving it up to the man for the Thorpe Report. Ah, yes. Thank you, sir. And the Thorpe Report, proudly sponsored by Lair Fireplace and Patio. They will take care of all of your indoor and outdoor needs. Go check them out. They have amazing solutions for your outdoor space. And they're going to make sure that when you come home during the winter, that your indoor space is warm and cozy. Lair Fireplace and Patio, proudly sponsoring the Thorpe Report. Uh, the very first thing we do have to correct, I got it wrong as far as... Uh, uh, Pearl Jam, it's Mike McCready doing, um, not Jeff Allman, oh. doing the solo. So I appreciate, that is the YouTubers. I appreciate that because I said, hey, wait, it's Mike. And I sat there and, Look at that. yeah, and I went, yeah, they're right. The they're listeners right. are is. so damn smart. Yeah, it's totally Mike. So I appreciate you guys out there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, days after getting a feet of new snow, Colorado's mountain towns are in for another winter weather storm. Uh, we got a weather advisory in effect around uh, our mountain towns right now. They could see up to 
30 inches of snow, so it could be a big one. Oh. Yeah, today 45 oh. degrees, tomorrow 30, 43, and 48 on Saturday and Sunday. We've got a 54-year-old man who's wanted in connection with the late December shooting in which two men died and two others were injured. They're looking for Matthew Johnson, wanted for investigation of murder and aggravated assault. He's 5'11". Shooting occurred at the Viking, the bar on West Colfax Avenue between Xavier and Wolf Street, just south of Sloan's Lake, right around 1.30 in the morning. Two Colorado funeral home owners apparently sought to cover up their financial difficulties by abandoning nearly 200 bodies that they had agreed to cremate or bury, instead storing the remains in a neglected building yes. in cases, yeah. many cases for years. Yeah. Now, following the discovery of some of that, um, well, they're basically looking at maybe we change some of the rules as far as who should be licensed <laughs> in the state to have the dead bodies. And just a thought, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just up until that point, people looking around like, yeah. what's a good industry to get into? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. The dead? The yeah, dead? let's yeah. do it. Seems like there's not a lot of regulation, and the uh, clients don't complain a lot. So, no, well. Nicely done. A Howard, Colorado man has pleaded guilty to a felony charge after the remains of three bears were found dumped on state trust land in September. The 53-year-old pleaded guilty January 8th to one count of felony illegal destruction of wildlife and some misdemeanors. Uh, the city and county of Denver announced they are again going to be discharging migrant families with children from city-run facilities, uh, but they have extended the days. They, instead of 37 days, it's now going to be 42 days. And an application to rezone a property in Park County about an hour's drive southwest of Denver has led to accusations that the government is giving Ooh. preferential treatment to a prominent businessman, you know, because he has Uh-oh. all the money. That never happens. Yeah, that's all I got. So that's it. Oh, but yeah, and they I don't know. even reveal who the prominent businessman uh, is? I didn't, I didn't think it mattered at that point. You're like, prominent businessman gets special favors does and treatment. It, wow, that never happens before. <laughs> Call the news. <laughs> does it rhyme with stick and looper? <laughs> it could, like yeah, that? absolutely. So that's all I got. <laughs> so we're going to cut away here. for a break as quickly as possible to come back and get the good stuff. That's the You Choose the News, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you. Let's get right to it. It's the Thorpe Report with BTs. Hey, no, it's not. This is everybody's favorite fake radio news game show. You choose oh, the news. Choose. Yes. Lost my not. mind there, Billy. Yes, this one is not sponsored by Lair Fireplace and Patio. <laughs> They've asked me to announce that because they do not want to be associated with this crap. <laughs> All righty, sir. You know how we do this. Silly stories, stupid headlines, play a fake radio news game. Here we go. Headline number one, God will solve election fraud. Headline number two, government says you are the problem. Headline number three, it's a business, not a suggestion. And headline number four, probably a huge Brooke Shields fan. Your choice, sir. God. Yes, God will solve election fraud. If we had more time, I would play an audio cue to this one. But this is Reverend Bill Cook. Bill Cook, on a recent podcast, announced that God is going to solve election fraud by killing the fraudsters. Yes. Yes, he referenced. What? Yes, he referenced a point in the Bible uh, that talks about how if you ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit, that you are struck dead. And he then is inferring that he's calling on God and prayer and thought to say if anybody commits election fraud, they should be struck dead. He said that election fraud would end immediately if a few people just dropped dead from it. So again, what I'm saying is this: in the future, during the next election, if people aren't dropping dead, obviously no fraud. Okay. Uh, see, government says you are the problem. It's a business, not a suggestion, and probably a huge Brooke Shields fan. 
Brooke Shields. Probably a huge Brooke Shields fan. A Kentucky Republican has introduced legislation that means he's probably a huge fan of Blue Lagoon. Why? Because he wants to make sure that uh, first cousins can do the Humpty Hump. Yes. What? House Bill 269 would no longer make it illegal, would make it legal to have sex with your first cousin. Evidently, it's a huge problem in Kentucky. <laughs> Something they're dealing with on the regular. Something with the Kentucky and the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Kentucky. What do you do? Okay, sir. Uh, I know. I just think that's the problem he's trying to solve. The fact that he can't stoink his cousin. I mean, you almost want to oh, go. Oh, my sweet goodness. I point, love that. That's off a drudge, too. Yeah. That was a good at, one. at least at this point, you, you at least want to go to his uh, family reunion. You got to figure out what sort of hot cousins does he oh. have that he wants to. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Just, oh. It's just a that's thought. That's the family feud. Yeah. Oh. All righty. Uh, government <laughs> says you are the problem or it's a business, not a suggestion. You are the problem. You are the problem. Obviously, Secretary of State Alexei Giannoulis is suggesting a New Year's resolution for Illinois. Uh, don't show up at the DMV. Yeah, the, the, secretary, the Secretary of State is saying, ah, damn it, people. You are the problem. All of you keep showing up here and wanting services and things and asking questions. So he made an announcement and said, uh, please check online and do not go to the DMV until absolutely, absolutely, absolutely necessary. Unless you are 100% certain that you need to visit <sighs> one of the really facilities. We're not here for you. Yeah, we're not. Because, you know, <laughs> the, the one problem that we have at our DMV offices is you people. Isn't that? I mean, it, it, it's very rare that we get the government to say the quiet part out loud. And there we go. The oh, government saying, God. you're the problem. Please, yeah. please don't be a Republican. And, please don't be a Republican. <laughs> and, and for this one, I am the problem. So I'm out of here, sir. Back to you. That's the end of the game. How much time we got, my man? 17 whole yeah. seconds is just enough time to tell you that coming up, Sherry Pife. I know we had her on last week, but she's got a breaking awesome story. You're going to want to hear about it, Jeff Coe. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.